0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. It is, I guess, a bit of a countdown this week towards the running of the Group 1 Rising Sun in Queensland. In saying that, we also have three Group 1s in New South Wales this weekend we know that last week's Menangle Saturday night metropolitan meeting was abandoned unfortunately but those three group 1 New South Wales trot finals were held over and they will be run this Saturday night we'll talk about that in more depth on tomorrow morning's edition of On the Pace but since the last edition of on the pace on monday morning we have had the barrier draw conducted for the 2022 aqua constructions arising sun and there is very strong new south wales interest as well i'll run through that barrier draw with bernie hewitt's rip coming up with the inside alley he was the first horse drawn he had the choice of the entire of the field and Bernie chose to stick with the inside gate. Leap to fame, two. Ladies in red, three. Seb's choice, four. Another for New South Wales and Captain Crusader, Ricky Alchin and Will Rickson will pick up the drive in uh, his biggest career race to date. Beyond delight for Emma Stewart. and Jack Callaghan will also grab a freelance drive in the race he'll partner with beyond delight for the first time ideal dan for jason grimson and cam hart they wrap up the front line tim's a trooper is the emergency if he's to gain a start he'll start from the inside of the second row manila playboy nine big wheels Tim cashed up 11 spring in his step 12 and a horse that new south wales has become very fond of better eclipse he was a chariots of fire winner a few months ago and then placed in the Miracle Mile he has to overcome the outside of the second row draw in 13 so that's race number eight on Saturday night at Albion Park $305,000 on the line and if one of those three-year-olds is to him they'll also pick up a $100,000 bonus as well so 10 races there on Saturday night and as has been the case over the last few weeks the New South Wales representation has been strong Brad Hewitt had three winners on last week's card. And even aside from the Rising Sun, there's some excellent undercard races. Another group one for the Trotters where Doff Your Cap will go around as one of the key chances there as well for Jared Elchin and Cam Hart. The Mr Feelgood is an absolute cracker. It could be the Blacks of Fate Field, really the depth of it. That's race number six. And as it's a flirt, a little ladyship stakes, a super lineup of open class pacing mares. There's not probably uh, too many mares missing from the Australian harness racing scene when it comes to that level that aren't there on Saturday night so that's going to be a super card and as mentioned we'll also have the three group ones out of Menangle and that's a big 11 race so just back to yesterday's results at Menangle it was great to see Elderbaron Ursula back in the winner's circle last year's at New South Wales Oaks Victor so she was back in the winner's circle and uh, Jack Callaghan was always was also able to uh, clock his 100th career, no, I should say, driving win for the season. His 100th driving win for the season yesterday there at Menangle early on in the card as well. So he's cracked the ton for the 2022 season, just over six months in. So he's on track to. Uh, produce some pretty serious numbers this year and he'll be at uh, albion park on saturday night as i mentioned our guest for on the pace this morning is doug hewitt he's got a a key book of drives tonight at bathurst but then his attention will turn to queensland on saturday night where he'll partner with rip in the rising sun and he's come up with that coveted inside alley the very lightly raced three-year-old but oh so exciting so it's going to be great to see how he measures up good morning to you doug no doubt uh you've got one eye on bathurst tonight but you're already looking forward to saturday night uh it's i guess just a great race to be a part of more so than anything else but to have a genuine winning chance it must be pretty exciting
1: yeah definitely thanks for having us brit um yeah been looking forward to this one for a while ever since we did get told about the invitation might be coming our way um when we in, uh, received the invitation it was sort of everything started falling in place then and yeah very exciting and to get the one draw just tops it off and um, ready to go.
0: No doubt you were watching on on Monday evening and there were the three three year olds drawn into the field one of which was an emergency so I guess you had a, a one in three chance of being first out. You must have been thrilled when you saw his name come out first though.
1: Oh definitely. Uh, sitting at home watching it and you always tell yourself, oh, no, nah, it's not going to happen. You'll be third one out for sure. Um, but then as soon as they come out, I saw Bernard get up with the card in his hand, a big smile on his face. Uh, uh, very pleasing.
0: I was talking to your dad there on a Monday evening about the barrier draw. I guess every barrier draw has... Advantages and disadvantages. Now, the one, there's very few disadvantages to it, except maybe the fact that I guess it is a, a real pressure draw. And when you assess this frontline gate speed on, on Saturday night, there's plenty of it. We haven't really seen your guy ripped off the arm too much because quite often he's been probably the dominant horse but uh, how do you think he'll go because no doubt you'll have to ask him for some sort of effort there on Saturday night off the arm how do you think he'll hold his own in terms of gate speed?
1: Yeah definitely he, um, he's got a lot he's a real high speed horse and that's, that's just natural to him so he's come off the arm a couple of times in the trials with under double wraps and still crossing in an 8 lead time around Bathurst which is pretty quick and He done that in second gear so it is there, there's plenty there but like you said there's plenty outside him as well so um, the number one draw like you said doesn't have too many disadvantages but I'd say he's still gonna have to do a fair bit of work to hold a pretty forward spot, Um, you still don't know where the moves are gonna come from early so if Beyond Delight does try and cross from the wide barrier does it hand back up the Ladies in Red and there's plenty of questions there are sort of going to be asked pretty early in the piece, so I'll have to hustle him out pretty quick to make sure we hold pretty forward in a prominent position, but um, he's got enough to do do what we need, I feel, anyway.
0: I know that Redcliffe didn't go to plan, and for those who would look at his numerical form, they would probably be a little concerned, but just fair enough to say that he just didn't cop the track at all. He's a, he's a pretty big horse, and I guess there was always a question mark you don't know till uh, you go there, but it's safe to say he didn't cop the the triangle circuit at all.
1: No, nah, not at all. Um, being such a um, big horse, and he he can fire up a little bit, and it, it just wasn't working for him. Every time he come out of the corner, he'd, he'd start to fight me to let him run again in the short straight. but by the time he sort of got back up on the bit, he was straight back into another corner, his heart rate was the highest it's ever been. it just it just didn't work out for him at all, big fella, so. We put a line straight through it and probably won't ever go back to a small track. Just keep him where he's uh, comfortable, at least on the 1,000 metre, if not bigger. Monangle um, suited him down to the ground, but you've seen his performances around Bathurst as well. So uh, I think getting back to Albion Park, we just put a line through his last run and um, yeah, we'll focus on Saturday night. The
0: 2100 metres as well. Um, you mentioned that he can be a horse that can sometimes get up on the nickel a little bit is that any concern if you do have to ask him early on uh i guess the fact that whether or not he'll come back to you or has he given you indications that uh he's not silly he just likes to to travel up on the bit i guess the 2100 meters you wouldn't assume they're going to go steadily anyway
1: yeah exactly um that that class of race you you feel like they're going to roll along a little bit um I do believe he would come back to us. Um, his whole prep after his injury as the young horse has always been over the mile and a half and he's worked some ridiculous mile and a half around our home track here at um, George's Plains and the heart rate has never been an issue with him because of always going over that long trip so well, I do understand that he could fire up uh, half and a hustle off the arm but he, he's not that silly of a horse. He would come back to us I feel and like you said, if, if they're rolling along, I'd really like to see him get a shot at him late.
0: You've always said that he's probably, and your dad mentioned it the other night as well, His high speed and for such a big horse, the fact that he can pick up and go like he does is his best asset. So I guess in a field when you're taking on older horses, it's over the longer trip, you have the options definitely from the inside gate. But I guess on, on initial reaction, you'd be fairly happy to, to follow the right helmet in a race like this?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You see a lot of horses from Albin make uh, very good use of the sprint lane, and this horse would be definitely one of those that all you'd need is the split at the right time. If the momentum's coming from the outside, it's always hard, obviously, but um, if the inside horses are still rolling at the right time and he does get a run late, I I do believe it would be the best thing for him to be following the helmet. But like I said, we'll just have to make it up on the night. and. Uh, see what happens at the start. I think that's going to be a fair tell of the whole race uh, where everyone ends up out of the gate. But um, over the long trip, there still could be a lot of moves, especially from such a high-class field. Um, Some horses will have to get going at some stage, which would increase tempos throughout the race. And I think that they'll only suit him if he's not doing too much along the fence, hidden away somewhere.
0: You mentioned the quality of the field. And despite there's some horses that'll go around at big prices it's probably a race that no horse would really surprise because they're all such quality animals I guess the fact that 10 of the 13 of them are already group 1 winners is a clear indicator of that but who are you most concerned about is it ladies in red is is the fact despite that she's a mare the fact that she's got the barrier draw advantage and her versatility is she the most concerning runner in this race?
1: Oh she's been labelled the favourite from a long way out so of, of course she's going to always be one of the main worries um, I've seen there's already been a lot of money for Beyond Delight and what he's been doing and in his races is pretty uh, ridiculous so uh, he's another horse but then you can see what better Eclipse can do off um, when they went silly in the chariots of fire the way he got home was um, pretty amazing as well so um, there's a lot of talent throughout the whole field, like you said. Ten, 10 group one winners is pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, like, like you said, that no matter what horse gets up in this, I don't think there would actually be a surprise. It's all just going to be 10. Uh, depend on if there's too much speed early or if they got it too easy in front and the back markers can't get into it. it yeah, it's going to be a very exciting race.
0: Speaking of surprises, you were on course last week when your sister Gemma won the queensland sun which provided her horse cashed up an entry into the rising sun he run a great race in the race last year as a three-year-old and he backs up again this year despite the fact that no doubt you want to be first past the post there on saturday night it must be so exciting for the family to have multiple chances in the race Gemma's bred this horse as well so it's pretty special isn't it
1: Oh definitely, um, yeah, massive kudos to Gem, how she can get these horses up, she's only ever got a small team but they're always very competitive in these high class races and it just proved last week um, although Gem didn't give us too much of a tip into it, um, it was just very exciting to be on track with her and watching the race next to her and to see what it meant to her. Um, what a small stable can do, um, he, he's definitely another horse that He's not out of it either. All he needs is a bit of luck. And uh, if they go mad early and he gets that dash late, um, he's one of the horses that could definitely make the most of it as well. So it's very exciting for the whole family. I know Kath and Burn and Jason, everyone's very excited. Um, Casey will be coming up with me on Saturday. So she's just excited as well. So everyone's uh, looking forward to it for sure.
0: real family affair if either of those runners are able to win i'm sure the celebrations will be there in force tonight you're holding down the fort at home with your dad Bernie in queensland and you've got a, a couple of outside drives as well but just a few key runners i wanted to ask you about whilst you were here with us chap daddy goes around in race number one comes up with the inside alley and I thought his first up run there at young was really good a couple of weeks ago so you would expect there to be a little bit of improvement and he looks at a solid chance tonight
1: yeah definitely he's a he's another big three-year-old that we've got a lot of time for he's um he's come a long way pretty quick he had a couple runs last um prep that were pretty exciting and uh, we just gave him a little bit of a freshener he's come back in he's looking unreal and as you mentioned he's run it young, was super, he come from a long way back and just got beat by a better horse that was uh, up the top of the field, which is always hard to beat around those small tracks and tonight given the one draw um, he's got a fair bit of gate speed so we're hoping we can make the most of that And um, I'm hoping that he's too good in that first
0: race. And race number five Louis the punter goes around here a relatively recent addition to the stable he was able to win two races back to back and subsequently he's jumped in grade pretty quickly. What have you made of his last few runs? I know that young effort, they went a track record and he wasn't beaten too far but what did you think of his effort last week?
1: Yeah, the the young one was pretty massive. Um, Albrado decided to take some with the lap to go so the afterburners went on and there was some pretty breakneck speed around a little track so I thought he went super there and his next run, he probably just didn't pull up as good, um Probably did take a little bit out of him, that young run and the trip over there, but this week he had just a couple of days freshen up and he, he's full of himself again, so I think he's going to be a nice horse, this bloke. Um, for a first time owner, which is exciting, he's come into the game and uh, they're the sort of people you love to have a bit of success for early and he's just loving the ride at the moment, so hopefully tonight um, you got Arden's Reality men's one, they're, I'd say big favourite. But given this plate gets the right trip tonight i'd say it would be pretty tough to beat again as well
0: and finally he'll go around as probably one of the roughies of the field rock fisherman but if he turns up and does everything right this horse he's got as much ability as any runner in the race you jump back aboard tonight he's been causing a little bit of havoc for himself early on of late but considering uh, the fact that uh, you know he's been doing a few things wrong he's for him to gallop out at young in that race and only be beaten 27 metres in track record time shows how good his run was so uh, is he getting back to to somewhere near his best because we know he's actually a, a really progressive horse when he is there.
1: Yeah he was up in Queensland last year and he, he actually had some massive runs up there and went through his grades and uh, proved that he was up to that class. Um, he, he does need to get back to it but as you mentioned lately he's just got a couple of little issues where he he likes to muck around a bit and doesn't have his mind on his job so hopefully if he gets away tonight he's, he's definitely going to be a lot better for his last two runs and um, being such a small field I don't think he'll be too far off the top and if, if he is and he hasn't done too much early I'd say he'd be uh, giving them a sight later I hope anyway.
0: Well, it's tonight at Bathurst. It first gets underway at 5.07 and eight races to look forward to this evening. Really appreciate your time this morning, Doug. Best of luck tonight and, of course, on Saturday night as well in that rising sun. Enjoy the experience.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Britt. Thank you.
0: Doug Hewitt there this morning joining us for On the Pace Hill partner, Rip in the rising sun. On Saturday night at Albion Park, a $300,000 Group 1 feature. If he's to win Rip, he'll also pick up an extra $100,000 as a three year old. So, high stakes indeed, but the two, that being Doug and Rip, have really come together to form a formidable partnership. Six wins from eight starts, including a pair of Group 1s earlier this year. And they'll certainly be doing New South Wales proud in that feature event, which has really captured the imagination of the harness racing world and a sensational field has been assembled. That's on the pace for this Wednesday. As I mentioned, Bathurst gets underway just after 5 o'clock this evening. And then we have to look forward to Tamworth and Penrith tomorrow. Tamworth in the daytime slot, Penrith in their regular evening slot. And as mentioned earlier, also we'll preview those group ones out of Menangle. Uh, which are to come through on Saturday night in tomorrow morning's edition of On The Pace here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30.